Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was just out and about. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, everyone? Thanks for streaming today's Bet Slippin' Podcast daily NBA show. It's Wednesday, March 23rd, and there's an 11-game slate in the NBA tonight. I have three best bets. My three best bets are the Detroit Pistons plus four and a half points at home hosting the Atlanta Hawks. I'm also laying four and a half points with the Boston Celtics at home hosting the Utah Jazz. And I'm going to lay one and a half points with the Brooklyn Nets visiting the Memphis Grizzlies. All those odds are provided by our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who's a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. You can get a bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions to apply. You must be 21 or older to game, so please see Typico's website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, Please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so I was 1-1 one and one in my Tuesday best bets, uh, moving my March long or my March record down to 27-23, and 23, my weekly record to 3-4, and four, and my 2022 record to 92-70. and 70. I uh, whiffed with the Chicago Bulls. I took seven and a half points as they uh, visited the Milwaukee Bucks and got their brakes beaten off of them, 126 to 98. Um, I actually handicapped that game at six and a half points, if you remember. And then when I was doing my best bet recap, uh, Chicago Bulls shot up to seven and a half because Zach Levine was listed on the injury report as questionable. Um, well, we ended up getting some awesome CLV or good CLV and awesome injury luck because not only did Zach Levine play, but Milwaukee's second leading scorer, Chris Middleton, ended up missing that game. And that line went from uh, the Bulls six and seven and a half down to six and a half, which was the closing number. Either way, Milwaukee beat the crap out of them. I think Chicago uh, was down double digits for most of the game. They might have gotten it. Uh, to below double digits at one point um, in the third quarter, but there was never a doubt that Milwaukee was the right side. And as I said yesterday, my first instinct was to bet Milwaukee, and then I ended up switching paths in the middle of the handicap. Should have just stuck with my first in- instinct. And um, if I'm being honest, I've I've misread Bulls games a number of times these these this year. At least lately, I uh, was kind of profitable with Chicago early in the season, but I've really, uh, I've really taken a step back with that team from a betting perspective recently. So I'm going to try to stay stay away from Chicago Bulls games here in the near future. Um, but you know, if they if I see value in them, maybe I'll I'll take them again. But 
We ended up splitting last night after hitting with the Denver Nuggets, minus 6.5, as they uh, hosted and beat the Los Angeles Clippers, 127-115. Nikola Jokic was sensational, remains sensational, scored 30 points, added 14 rebounds and 6 assists. Uh, Denver was never the wrong side, even though it got a little sweaty in the fourth quarter there. But Denver outscored the Clippers in three of the four quarters, and uh, I think the fourth quarter they actually tied. So Denver was the right side, um, and they covered. Chicago was the wrong side, and they lost. So kind of fouling off pitches here in the in the uh, NBA month of March, but still 27-23 and 23 this month. Three and four this week, though, so hopefully we can get back in the black here on Wednesday. And again, I have three best bets. I'll start with the first one, obviously. The Atlanta Hawks meet the Detroit Pistons um, in Detroit. Tip-off is, um, I believe it's 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I think, first of all, Detroit's getting four and a half. I'm taking four and a half. And their 113-110 overtime win at home over the Hawks March 7th, I don't think that was a fluke. Detroit outperformed Atlanta in three of the four quarters, and they actually tied in, or three of the four factors, and they actually tied in the fourth, um, which was a uh, 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 which was the uh, free throw attempt rate. So uh, Den- Detroit definitely outperformed Atlanta in their last meeting. And that was a full uh, Atlanta team at full strength. They had John Collins in for that game, and John Collins would be sidelined with an injury in this game, whereas Detroit has its three best players, um, rookie Cade Cunningham, Jeremy Grant, and um, I believe second-year player Sadiq Bey, who's recently scored a 51-point game. Also, it's a bad spot for Atlanta and a spot that I'm looking to fade Atlanta in. First of all, Trey Young actually struggle, struggles in uh Visits to Detroit, he's only averaging 18 points per game on 33% shooting, 26 from behind the arc. He's got 8.8 assists in those games, but um, is throwing 4.5, or 5.5 turnovers in his four games at Detroit. Also, Atlanta can't string together covers or uh, wins. They're only 1-11 against the spread uh, following their last uh, 12 straight up victories they're one and seven in their last eight as a favorite four and nine on the second of a back-to-back five and eight as a road favorite and they've uh, lost six straight against the spread versus teams with a losing record Atlanta or excuse me Detroit is only one and six straight up in their last seven and they've kind of tailed off Um, I was pretty hot on them um, post all-star break and they, they piled up a couple of wins, but they're still covering games. They're five and two against the spread in their last seven, despite being just one and six straight up. They're 17 and 12 against the number as home dogs and nine and five against the number when getting five to seven points. Also Detroit is the sharp player is at least, uh, the presumed sharp play. Nearly 60% of the money was on Detroit earlier this morning, according to pregame.com, whereas 85% of the action was on Atlanta. Uh, the line has came down a point. Um, Pistons were around 5.5, at least when I looked earlier this morning. Um, but I still think there's value at the Pistons, plus 4.5, hence one of my best bets. So let's lock in Pistons, plus 4.5. Next game, I'm taking the Boston Celtics, laying 6.5 points. At home against the Utah Jazz. Um, Many of the longtime listeners of this podcast know how I feel about the Jazz uh, title chances and the Jazz in big games. 
Um, Boston has been really great uh, against elite teams. In fact, they've been the best team in the NBA against elite squads. They have the best adjusted net rating versus top 10 teams and the the best ATS differential versus top 10 teams, according to cleaningtheglass.com. Also, I think Boston has a couple of strength on weakness edges it can exploit over Utah. Utah has a uh, has 20th in adjusted offensive turnover rate. And uh, Boston, I think, is top 10 in defensive turnover rate. So they pressure ball handlers. Marcus Smart can get in Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley's chest and can force um, erroneous uh, or, or mistakes out of Utah's backcourt. Also, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Boston's two all-stars and two leading scorers, they love to operate out of isolation sets and in the mid-range. And I don't believe an- Utah has an answer for that. They're only 19th in defensive field goal range, uh, field goal percentage versus mid-range jumpers. And I don't know, and I'm not very confident that Utah has anyone that can really check Tatum or Brown. Royce O'Neal is a good on-ball defender and might be able to frustrate one of the two. But I don't see Donovan Mitchell really doing much to defend either one of them. I think Daniel House is another one who could be in the starting lineup. Actually, let me look that up right now. Utah's starting small forward in this game is um, is Royce O'Neal, and they got Juan Hernan Gomez playing the four. So Donovan Mitchell is going to be guarding Jalen Brown. Not liking that matchup for Donovan Mitchell. He'll, he'll probably get his points, but Jalen Brown uh, should be able to at least – uh, mitigate or uh, even exceed Donovan Mitchell's production. Also, it's it is a bad spot for Utah. They're nine and nineteen, and one against the spread versus winning teams. Four, eight, and one against winning teams uh, against the spread versus winning teams on the road. And they're an NBA worst one and five straight up as an underdog, and they have a minus seven point seven margin of victory. Again, uh, Utah more punches down, and when and when. Uh, Utah is a bully, meets another bully or, or a better team. They get punched in the mouth, and they end up going home crying usually. So let's take the Boston Celtics minus 6.5. Um, hopefully that goofy analogy I just made doesn't throw you off. But um, I like the Celtics here. Actually, let me make sure it's 6.5 still. It's, it's down to 4.5. Okay, excuse me. I'm taking the Celtics minus 4.5. It appears that there's some reverse line movement. Some of you might get in my DMs or my replies and point that out to me. Um, and in fact, my other best bet, the next one I'm going to talk about, is another square play. So I'm going with Barney at the bar. I'm taking the Boston Celtics minus four and a half. Another um, public play, the Brooklyn Nets minus one and a half against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, give me the Nets minus one and a half. KD and Kyrie will both be in this game, and they ball out together. They look thick as thieves out there. Brooklyn scoring 18.3 more points per 100 possessions when both KD and Kyrie are on the floor, which would be in the 99th percentile of all five-man lineups. That's, again, according to cleaningtheglass.com. Brooklyn has been great on the road, is much better on the road. Obviously, because Kyrie Irving's out there, they're four and two straight up on the road since the All Star game. They're third in adjusted net rating on the road and over that span, and first in ATS differential. They're seven and one in their last against the spread in their last eight road games, and five and one against the spread on the road in their last six versus winning teams. Also, I think Memphis is kind of a fake sharp play. 
here. Um, if you are getting behind Memphis, a lot of people would argue, any anyone who's pro-Grizzlies in the spot would argue that uh, Memphis is actually scoring more points uh, per 100 possessions when John Morant is off the floor. And while that's true, I do think it's a little misleading. Um, there are numerous factors that go with that. But uh, Memphis in this spot, in this matchup, is going to need someone who can score and create their own look, especially against Brooklyn's Katie and Kyrie Irving. So I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets. I know it's a square play, but um, they're they're a, they're a better team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out there than Memphis is at full strength. And if Memphis doesn't have its best player and the Nets are only minus one and a half, I'm definitely taking it. Truthfully, I'm taking Brooklyn's money line, prefer, uh, preferably. But in terms of the bet slip and podcast record, I'm trying to keep all my wagers as close to minus 110 as possible. I'll just take the Brooklyn Nets minus one and a half. And since I have a little bit of time here, I'll, I'll just talk about games that I, I lean towards but really just couldn't get behind. Um I lean towards the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves hosting the Phoenix Suns and getting one and a half points or plus 100 in the money line. Um, Phoenix beat Memphis, uh, Minnesota, I think, by 10 points in their previous meeting, but Minnesota was out pat- without Patrick Beverly and D'Angelo Russell, and Phoenix still had Chris Paul. Well, Phoenix will be without Chris Paul. Uh, Cameron Payne will be back there, and he'll be going against D'Angelo Russell and Patrick um, Patrick Beverly. Also, Minnesota has played really good basketball over the past month or so. I believe they're 10-2 and against the spread in their last 12 games. And um, they're surging. They're they're fighting to, to get out of the playing spot. So they're at peak motivation. And um, the Suns are comfortably in first in the West. And I'm not sure anyone's going to – no one's going to run them down. So not sure how motivated they'll be in Minnesota for this game, whereas Minnesota's more or less looking at it as uh, its biggest game of the year. Uh, The other game that I have a lean on is the uh, Dallas Mavericks laying 9.5 points against the Rockets. Uh, The Rockets are just absolutely terrible, complete dumpster fire. Dallas is without Luka Doncic, and um, they were 14.5-point favorites, I think, um, before Luka was announced out, and it got down to 9.5. I would still lay 9.5 with the Dallas Mavericks uh, because Luka... Uh, the Mavericks are actually scoring fewer points per 100 possessions when Luka's on the floor. I think the same thing applies for John Morant uh, as it does Luka in the sense that it is misleading. Um, but be that as it may, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, the recently acquired guard, um, kind of offsets, not offsets, but lessens the um, um, lessens the 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 loss of Luka Doncic in the spot and Jalen Brunson could definitely get in that young Houston backcourt's um, uh, behind and 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 have a nice game because he's he's been having a breakout season this year as well. Dallas's uh, defense travels well and I know they're not traveling in this game they're at home but that's just an expression to say that. Dallas's defense shows up against any team in any situation and the Houston Rockets are just like a dumpster fire. They're careless with the ball. They don't really do many things right. Sometimes they could score some points, so the back door is wide open, and that's pretty much what I'm afraid of here. So my three best bets, once again, are the Detroit Pistons plus four and a half points, hosting the Atlanta Hawks. I'm taking, or excuse me, laying one and a half points, the Brooklyn Nets visiting the Memphis Grizzlies, and laying four and a half points, the Boston Celtics. 
hosting the Utah Jazz. Best of luck whether you fade or follow me. Always do your own homework. Check for the most up-to-date injury reports. And if you're in Colorado and New Jersey, please check out Tipico Sportsbook. If you're not in one of those two states, always remember to shop around for the best number. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.